Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Planet Tidal for another top 10 list. Now saying that, we actually don't do top 10 lists as much as people want us to, but on this discussion, we're actually quite knowledgeable. So guys, as some of you may already know, and if you're listening to us for the first time, then you don't know, on this channel, we've actually completed our Woody Allen retrospective. We've actually watched every single Woody Allen live action production, movies, television specials, offshoots he did with other directors. We did it all. And at this point, we've clocked in at over 30 hours of content doing individual reviews. Prior to this recording, we just had a two hour discussion where we argued the points of what we think the Woody Allen best movie is. And now we're going to do a much smaller version of that last discussion. We're just going to break down and do a top 10 video. Yes, yes, top 10 videos are very generic and some of the big boys on YouTube already do it. And there's a lot of already interesting Woody Allen top 10 lists, but this is our one. So we hope you enjoy it. Guys, if you are interested in checking out our full retrospective, you can head on over to WoodyAllenRetro.com, which is a separate website where we've got all those recordings. Or on this YouTube channel, we've got a playlist where all the recordings and if you're listening on the podcast, I'll put a link in the podcast description below. But without further ado, let's just get on with the discussion. Let's get on with this list. And before we start, guys, you know, every single list we've seen about these Woody Allen movies, it always ends up being a 10 to 1. And guess what's number one? Annie Hall. Yes, Annie Hall, the best Woody Allen movie. So we're going to change things up, guys, because we're not going to do this chronologically. We're not going to rank the list. We're just going to call this our top 10 favorite Woody Allen movies and then at the end we're going to throw in some underrated recommendations that we're going to throw out that didn't quite make the 10 cut. So why don't we start and just get it right out of the way. Annie Hall. Annie Hall is a masterpiece movie. It's one of the best movies in the romantic comedy genre. Woody Allen and Diane Keaton's chemistry off the chain. Woody Allen as a director and an editor got so experimental, so meta, so creative. It just makes it enjoyable. The love story is actually good. The ending's great. I mean, the whole thing, in a way, hasn't been top tier to this day. There's a lot of movies that came after Annie Hall that feels like successes, like 500 Days of Summer and some other movies I might put on the screen. But either way, Annie Hall, which just celebrated its, what, 40th anniversary, by the way, it's a masterpiece. It really is one of the best in the romantic comedy genre. Woody Allen made something really special here. And if someone said this is Woody Allen's best movie, I wouldn't disagree with them. To be honest with you, if we did rank it, it would be tied number one with something else. But again, we're not ranking these. So let's move on to the next movie we're going to discuss. And we're going to discuss Zelig. Zelig, the man, the comedian. Zelig is Woody Allen's attempt at a mockumentary. But the funny thing about Zelig and the thing that makes it so special, it is one of the most convincing mockumentaries ever made. The attention to detail here that Woody Allen did, even in terms of visuals and cinematography, where he used archived footage and inserted himself in, a lot like what they did with Forrest Gump and Tom Hanks, Woody Allen creates a mockumentary that, if you play to someone, they might actually think it's a real documentary. And it's a really interesting story. It's a little bit dated by today's standards, but the creativity, the attention to detail, and this isn't Woody Allen, you know, he's done Take the Money and Run, and even some other movies that feel like a a mockumentary and um this is the best one and it just it stands out as one of the best mockumentaries ever made and it is a, a damn good movie on top of that so hats off to woody allen shout out to mia farrow as well she was good in the role and again it's a great movie next up is deconstructing harry deconstructing harry is an unhinged tale of a writer that seems to be an exaggerated 
and more explicit version of what people think Woody Allen is. And I like the fact Woody Allen plays into it. And honestly, this is another... This is Woody Allen in the 90s where he got a lot more raw and candid about his narrative and it is fantastic here. I don't think you're going to get another Woody Allen movie like this. It is crazy. The stars, Kirsten Alley, Billy Crystal, Robin Williams, it's star-studded. It is raw. It is funny. It is creative. It's amazing. And honestly, we just love the candidness of Deconstructing Harry. It's one of the best Woody Allen movies and honestly, one of the most unique ones he ever made. Next up, We've got Vicky Cristina Barcelona. This is a beautifully shot romantic drama exploring a lot of themes of self-discovery, relationships and the beautiful land of Barcelona. It's a beautiful tale. Woody was in his European tour phase. Everyone was loving it. Scarlett Johansson, Penelope Cruz, Harvey Badem, all of these magnificent actors just bring a lot of charisma. It's a very suave movie and it's just... um. It's sexy, it's cool, it's it's very thought-provoking, and it's just it's a beautiful movie, you know, it's a beautiful, sexy European movie, and it's um it's just really great. Next up is the Purple Rose of Cairo. This is where Woody implements his simple yet relatable movies that ring a bell with the audience. And this one is again a simple story of someone wanting that fantasy of cinema, loving that fantasy so much of their life, escapism and it just Woody breaks the fourth wall and brings a, a meta narrative here with Jeff Daniels character playing a double role, so creative. It's set in the thirties and the the, the the time of depression. Mia Farrow's performance is excellent. Jeff Daniels' performance is is great. It is a great surprise, and the ending is something that we will never forget in, in the Woody Allen movie. It's one of his most special movies again because it's um it's meta done right, but it's grounded, grounded meta. That was a genre. Woody Allen has a lot of movies like that. In fact, I think we'll speak about another one shortly. But let's move on to the next one for discussion, which is Blue Jasmine. Side note, did you ever see that movie, Alice? That's another early 90s Woody Allen movie. Well, when I talk about Blue Jasmine, I feel like Woody Allen took the idea of Alice, that well-off woman <laughs> who's obviously in a very financially secure place, very upper-class echelon kind of person, and he created a twisted version of that character and made it a character piece. It's like a black comedy drama and it's a bit of a tragedy where it is just a phenomenal tale. And, you know, Woody Allen makes you sympathise with this woman that is just losing her mind, so to speak. And it is just a really heartbreaking, comedic tale of a woman losing herself. And Kate Blanchett does a fantastic job with a memorable performance that I believe won her an Oscar. Yeah, I think she won an Oscar for that. Blue Jasmine. Next up is Manhattan. Yes, Manhattan, which is widely considered to be like in the top three Woody Allen best movies. Now, I've been controversial saying that on a story level, I think Woody Allen's done this many a time and he's done it a bit better. But this is a visual masterpiece. Manhattan, man, the black and white, the cityscapes. We'll get to another movie where he's done it again, but Manhattan is is just beautifully shot. They're still showing the they're still showing this movie in art house theaters across the globe because of how dynamic and how beautiful they shot. The story is good. Don't get me wrong. There's an element of the story that it might be a little bit more controversial today and even got him in trouble back then. So another reason why the story maybe doesn't age that well, but it is a really great story. Again, you've got well, Tony Roberts, Diane Keaton, 
that trio and that charisma is back on show again and it's a it's a delightful movie and i just can't get over how this is a visual masterpiece even though it's nearly 40 years old as well manhattan is just a visual marvel beautiful and just that the cover look at the cover that scene right there it is a uh, hollywood iconography right there speaking of which we just jump right into the next movie which has that level of cinematography i just spoke about midnight in paris midnight in paris is another city love letter one of the more recent adored woody allen movies owen wilson plays a character that tackles that you know that kind of age-old thing about the grass is always greener weren't things good back in the old days and just like the purple rose of cairo we take a fantasy element into a meta-narrative going back meeting all these characters of, of historical note and it's really fun well executed beautiful design what a trip away and again he leaves you with a memorable a memorable philosophy on life is the grass always greener were things really better back then midnight in paris is a fantastic movie it's a beautiful movie and i'm so glad it's one of his more recent developed movies because people love it and i can see why next up on this list is husbands and wives husbands and wives if vicky christina barcelona was about budding relationships and experimentation in these relationships that are starting out then husbands and wives would be about developed relationships marriage infidelity heartbreak and it does it exceptionally well like i said with deconstructing harry in the 90s woody was in that really brisk and candid phase in his narrative storytelling that you just get a level of execution and rawness you've never seen before this deconstructing harry and even mighty aphrodite they just have a rawness to them that i really enjoyed here and the acting here is stellar so stellar mia farrell again it might be the last movie she did with woody allen but it doesn't take away even i think juliette lewis anyways she does a fantastic performance that is so underrated husbands and wives is really a marvel and you know that leaves us to our last pick in our top 10 favorites which is match point now there's a reason i left this for last in our favorites list it's because it's the movie that i tie in terms of quality with annie hall i think all the elements come together in match point and the only thing that held it back for me personally for me in my top 10 is that it's hard to re-watch because it's a very sharp film it's quite a dark film and in a way it's kind of heartbreaking to watch the evolution of a certain character and the moral decision he has to make again jonathan meese myers scarlett johansson the cast is amazing their chemistry this is woody allen's sexiest movie it is so riveting but you get to see this character from beginning to end the movie spans if you think about it it spans a good number of years and honestly this is one of woody allen's best character pieces you just feel all the decision making process of each of these characters you know where they're coming from they all feel real it's even got some very very light comedic elements right near the end that's got to deal with this heinous decision i know i'll get criticized for saying that but woody allen infuses everything he knows all of his darker elements and sensibilities in this movie and again even though london is a gloomy place and it's not as marvelous as paris in just in terms of visuals woody allen brings london to life and it, it makes sense that he set this tale here it just fits perfectly and again it shot scholar hands in the stratosphere it brought all the woody allen fans back it rejuvenated woody allen for a whole new decade a whole new two decades and if anyone said this was woody allen's best movie this or any hall i couldn't really argue with them like i said rewatchability for me does put Annie Hall over this if I had to compare the two but I think 
these two movies own a whole caliber of its own and yes i know manhattan's great da, 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 but like on the story level it's this to pull manhattan to the side annie hall and match point to me are the two greatest woody allen movies ever made so anyway this was meant to be a shorter video guys we reviewed every movie so if you want to hear us in detail speak about each and every one again check out the playlist but before we wrap this video up because we spent all this time me and simon you know we got some underrated movies we want to we want to just promote because there's movies that although we have our own biased opinions on we do feel like they're kind of shunned and they're not they're not put on the same pedestal as these other movies so you know let me just go through them guys this is the part where it's all subjective let me know what you think if you haven't seen these movies go out of your way and check them they're not really spoken about as much and i'm going to start with play it again sam now play it again sam was woody allen's baby this was i think the first play that he wrote and when he wrote this play, he didn't actually want to make it a movie. He just wanted to make it a play, but it was so successful. It got turned into a movie that wasn't directed by him, but he starred in it. He starred in it. And, you know, this was the first time him and Diane Keaton worked together. And one of the reasons why this movie is so special is because I think this is really the birth of that neurotic Woody Allen character. Now, I know he made movies before this, like Take the Money and Run. But when you watch this, this is the romantic Woody Allen neurotic loner character looking for love to a t it's even the neuroticism is turned up to 100 here and it is so creative again it's got meta-ness with the humphrey bogart character here on his side like his conscience and it's just so well done i mean the only thing that could have made this movie better is if woody allen directed it himself because from a visual standpoint it's a little bit unpolished but in terms of a movie it's a very underrated movie i know people don't class it as Woody Allen's own filmography since he didn't direct it but he wrote it it's his own movie he's in it and yeah it's a really fun movie very underrated play it again Sam the next movie I want to talk about is very very divisive because a lot of people have put this on the bottom of the totem pole of his filmography and I'm talking about September now September again very subjective is a drama it is a focused drama it's a focused character piece in my mind, it's one of his most low-budget films. It's mostly set in one house. And I just got to tell you, man, Diane Weiss and Mia Farrow just act the hell out of this movie. It is a very focused drama. I guess you have to be in the mood for it. But when you watch it in the guise of Woody Allen's filmography, it is a really a star. That DVD cover definitely could have taken a second pass. They should, get a, they should definitely get an artist to redo that cover because it's a little bit too black and white without the pun looking at it. But... The movie is a quality drama movie, you know, and I just, I just really, Simon actually turned me on to how special this movie is as a drama and as a, as a play, you know, and I think Woody really made something special here, but this movie is not liked, I will say that, because it's a certain tone. Next up, me and Simon wanted to throw out a modern movie out here, and I want to talk about Cafe Society. Cafe Society is one of his most recent movies, and it really got panned. There's a bit of padding to this movie, but... In the guise of Woody Allen's whole filmography, he actually doesn't make a lot of straight love stories between two characters, as you may think. And this was a nice return to form. It's a movie about Hollywood. It's got two young actors that are actually very good. Very good. Jesse Eisenberg and Kirsten Stewart are very good actors. This is like their third movie together. And their chemistry is very well done. We do know that Steve Carell's here. He's okay in the movie. It's a good story. It is. Woody didn't quite hit it out of the park, but... We feel like this movie got a bad deal because I just think this is a return to form for Woody. Could have been stronger, but a very crowd-pleasing, enjoyable movie. And we're recommending it because we feel it's very accessible. This is one of those movies I might actually put forward to someone for Woody Allen for the first time. You haven't seen Woody Allen movie? Check out Cafe Society. 
some of you guys might think I'm wrong, let me know in the comments down below. And guys, to end this list, the, I can't go without talking about my favourite Woody Allen movie. And I've got so much hate for talking about this movie. I've got so much hate because people think this movie is just not very good. Again, it's in the realms of September. I'm talking about 1988's Another Woman. Another Woman is another focused drama where Woody focuses on a character and it's a very focused character piece about a woman coming to the realisation that her life and her marriage is a lie. The music is beautiful. It's just so, it's such a personal story. It just rang to me, man. I don't know why. I think it's underrated. It's got a lot of steam over the most recent years. It's actually just got a Blu-ray release. Again, you have to be in the mood for it, I guess, but I'm an older guy now. When I was young, I didn't appreciate it, but now as an adult, I think it's a great drama. It's told from the female perspective, which again, ironically, Woody Allen's getting all this hate for being or whatever, but he really made a really good feminist movie here from a, I wouldn't call it a feminist movie, a movie with a female protagonist going through something and I just think it was written exceptionally well and I, it, honestly it's my favourite Woody Allen movie for nothing else if anyone uh, if anyone appreciated my opinion they will check it out but in saying that I will say it's not for everybody it is really uh, a really tight drama so you know what I'm saying I hear Simon saying interiors interiors because we all know how the critics feel about interiors right Gene Shallot of NBC TV calls interiors a masterpiece it ranks with the finest films ever made. A work of art. You must see it. Judith Christ says, Interiors crosses an entirely new frontier, dealing directly and perceptively with the human condition. Yeah, Interiors for me is too far to the left. Anyway, guys, that's our top 10. We wrote it down to a top 10 Woody Allen favorites list, including those recommended underrated movies. That's not what you think. This was a longer video than it needed to be, but again, I like to explain my reasonings for when I pick things. I can't make it as short as a Watch Mojo video. I don't have that brevity. I do apologize. But guys, again, I just want to sign off and say I want to thank two resources in particular. Number one, the WoodyAllenPages.com. One of the greatest, no, the greatest Woody Allen fan site for resources. Their YouTube channels phenomenal. The team over there, I believe the, the administrator's name is Danny over there. He does videos in way more depth than we could ever do way more stylish you know he's even got more class than us <laughs> props to woody allen pages guys check him out check out the youtube channel check out his page and lastly i gotta give a shout out to the woody allen subreddit r slash woody allen you know it's it's hard to be a woody allen fan in 2018 2019 there's a community where you can have decent conversations without people losing their mind you love you hate woody allen good place to start good place to conversate and I want to leave it at that, guys. Thanks for checking us out. Don't forget to check out our page, WoodyAllenRetro.com, for all the other discussions we've had on Woody Allen. We'll have more Woody Allen content in the future. This is the end of phase one of our Woody Allen retrospective. I thank you for listening, and I will see you on the next recording.